0: I'm in beautiful Whistler, British Columbia, and I'm just headed to the Leverage Women's Conference to talk to millennials about why they need mentoring and how Jesus informs their everyday life. That's coming up
1: from Crossroads Media. This is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, Season Eight, Episode Number Twenty Four.
0: Welcome to See, Here Love and what an exciting night it is. I'm here in Whistler, British Columbia at the Leverage Women's Conference with some amazing women, ladies. It is gonna be an amazing, amazing show because we've got women in our live studio audience and we've got some incredible young women here to help me know more about what you need, how I can be a better mentor to you. So let's get started. First of all, I have Allison Weber, welcome. I have Kristen Maynard, mm-hmm. welcome. You're right there, sorry. And then I have Erica Shank. welcome, welcome. Are you guys good? Great. Yeah. A little nervous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but, you're <laughs> <laughs> but we're ready to go, okay. First off, I, I wanna ask you about being a young woman, a millennial, because I wanna know what you, what are the misconceptions about your generation? What are you just like, come on, you know, what What are you? What do you believe that people think you are or who you are? Tell me.
2: Yeah, I think that I, I'm on the younger side of the millennials. And what I think is kind of a misconception is that we're like the snowflake generation and that we are kind of like lazy and everything needs to be catered towards us and we're a little bit Like good-for-nothing kind of living in our parents' basements, that kind of thing. Um, But the majority of people that I know that are my age aren't like that, so it would be...
0: Okay, so lazy, uh, living in your parents' basement, okay?
3: I feel like just to classify us all into one thing is a misconception in itself. Um, Lazy, as you say lazy, bad work ethic.
0: Like, oh. yeah, we, we have a good work ethic. <laughs> so what do you mean by bad work, work ethic?
3: I guess this ain't, yeah, I guess it goes off the whole lazy. Like, I don't know, we, we don't have an organized schedule. We don't, I don't know, know how to prioritize
2: things. Can't keep a job or like okay. quit a job because we don't feel like doing it. Okay. Allison, awesome, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think um,
4: one of the things I, come across as that we're entitled or we expect, um, everything
0: to be handled, handed to us on a silver platter. Um, yeah, not willing to work. Okay. So as a Gen Xer, those are honestly some of the things that I've thought. And I, you know, I, I hate to say that, but entitled, lazy, constantly wanting affirmation, constantly wanting help, <laughs> constantly wanting opportunity. Con- you know what I'm saying? Um, But here's what's interesting. I was looking up about this whole misconception of millennials and they say, yes, there is this misconception. You're lazy, you're attention seekers, you're entitled, you're narcissistic. But what they're actually saying, when I say what is like these experts that it's actually not about being lazy and attention seeking, but you actually just want guidance and a sense of direction. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think that's, um, we're
4: not just wanting to be told that like we're awesome and have a pat on the back. I think, yeah, we want feedback that's gonna help us grow. And um, we also want to be like heard because I feel like we have things to offer too. Okay.
3: I feel like that's huge for millennials, like being valued or inclusion. I guess
2: that's, yeah, being heard, what you said. Yeah, and yeah, being given the opportunity to kind of prove those misconceptions wrong is a really big deal and be able to prove the misconceptions wrong if you're the right person to (laughs) prove them wrong because we can't speak for every person Um, but yeah we're not all like that I mean there's a little bit of that in all of us (laughs) right you know not just
0: our generation but really to be able to rise above that and be different than that okay that's a good segue so then what are you for? So you realize that we have boomers, Gen X is like a very small generation, and the largest generation, like in the workforce, is actually millennials, right? So we've had a huge generation of boomers. My generation of Gen Xers are actually quite small, and now it's you. So what are you for? Like then, really, I mean, generally speaking, inform us then about what you're for. What what is what is good <laughs> about your generation? What would you say? Yeah, I think we're. Pretty for things like social justice, mm-hmm.
2: and you know doing things right, um, and that could be a whole host of different conversations, whether it's political or like religious or in the workplace. But I think justice is a pretty high value for us, um, and I think independence as well. Uh, you know, being seen not as oh, they're the millennial on staff that, oh, they just run the Instagram account kind of thing. (laughs) Like, being able to be independent and being, you know, told what we need to do and being allowed the freedom to actually get it done um, in the workplace and also outside of the workplace. Okay. I feel like again, we're all about
3: values, what you're saying, and um, yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, values, what were you saying?
2: (laughs) Uh, Being, independent
3: like we independent Independent. yeah (laughs) it's like a holistic like you know I guess what I guess boomers maybe, maybe it would have been more like top down. You, I tell you to do this, you do this. And I think just in the technological age that we're in, like it's less like, I think just with social media, it kind of like gave us all a voice where we all have our faces, we all have our portfolios. And it's like, we want to be heard. We want people to hear us. And even if you don't want to hear what we're saying, we want you to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> good, <Allison.
4: laughs> Yeah, I think being heard, like, I think when I think about millennials, I think that we're question askers. Um, I think that we are less willing to do things just for the sake of doing them. And they're kind of, I don't know, we're evaluating um, things, whether that's in church or religious uh, institutions or whether that's our workplace, I think we're coming from a place of trying to make things better Mm -hmm. and we're not trying to be like little whiners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we generally like want to make things better and whether that's the world around us or our workplace.
0: So talk to me about what characteristics do you want from your boss and what do you need from a company to ensure that you stay? And this is really about me learning because I'm trying to understand the millennials in the workplace because I'll be honest, I know a lot of you are leaving the workplace to do your own thing or to do other things. So talk to me about that. This millennials want mentors, not managers. You agree with that? I guess so. I'm
3: trying to differentiate in my head, a manager and a mentor. Um, But I guess when you talk about the workplace, I think a huge thing is like, for a millennial it's probably like the holistic person i think that's a huge thing for people today or i guess millennials it's like it's not just a place you go to work it's a nine to five thing but it attaches to the idea that it's a value but then also i guess it'd be a mentor in the sense of we want you to care about me as a person like so coming out of COVID, like oh can i work at home this time this day like I care about you. Then, yeah, go work at home. Like, or how can I develop you as a person, not just you know what can I get out of you in your job? Mm. So I guess yeah, more as
4: a, a overall, not just a worker. I guess.
0: Okay, that's really insightful. Yeah, I think caring
4: about the person over just the performance is really huge for me. One of the best um, things has been having somebody to come alongside me and say, I see potential in you, and this is not just gonna be a job, this is gonna be a place where you can grow and become a better whatever it is, person in the workplace or whatever skills that I'm looking to grow in. I think we want opportunities to to grow and I think we want to feel like a valued member of the team Um, being asked what we thought, what we think um, Mm -hmm. as a millennial or being some of the youngest people in the workforce. I think that's really crucial for us.
2: Yeah, and I think maybe from my experience, not being reminded of
0: how young we are is really important. Okay, I just saw this, uh, yes, yeah. like yeah. both of you were like, yeah. yes, okay. So you don't want us to be like the young people, like you don't no. want us to be yeah, that way too. Yeah,
2: typecasting us
0: into a yeah. group, like, no. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> we, we wanna be seen as adults mm-hmm. who are able to hold down a job, who wanna be there, and yeah, I think in a, for myself, uh, having a manager who um, can yeah see the potential in me and go, hey, Erica, you're great at this, this, and this. I'm gonna champion that and have you do that. And here's some areas that I've seen maybe you not do great. Let's work on those and actually put in the effort to help me grow and develop me in those ways. Um, and then a, another really big thing is, yeah, like the whole coming out of COVID, the flexibility to work from home, having a manager who trusts me to I have my list of things to do in the week, and having a manager who trusts me that by Friday at five, those things will be done and they're not messaging me multiple times a day, hey, have you done this, hey, have you done that? And if I didn't follow through, then they have every right to micromanage me. But I think sometimes older generations will feel like they need to micromanage the younger people on their teams because they believe all of the misconceptions, which maybe they know young people that are the stereotype, and that's fine. Um, But yeah, giving us the confidence and the independence
0: to actually do our job well is really important. You know, that is really insightful. I think trust is big. And I'll be honest with you, because I lead a team. And as a Gen Xer, you know, trust, it's like, I can trust you if I see you. So I'll be honest with you. you working from home, I can't see you. I can't see if you're actually working, because You're not in my space. You're not in the cubicle beside me. And so I think that's huge. And I think for me, I've had to really let go of control in the workplace and say, I'm gonna trust you. I also hear from some of my young people that work for me about really mentoring. Like I actually want you, Melinda, to help me grow and and learn. So what are the courses I can take? What are the things? Whereas in my time, you were hired to do the job. And I'm not saying that, you need to do the job. Okay, you guys, do your job <laughs> and do it well. But what I'm saying is, it's not just for you, just this job that you're gonna clock in. You want, like you said, a holistic experience. And I'm learning, I'm growing, it's, it's dynamic. I'm meeting great people and we're sharing ideas and it doesn't matter how old I am because I know that I can contribute. And so, can I say this? Have some patience with us because from generation to generation, We're trying to learn on how to do this best. But I love hearing this, because it's great feedback for me, because I'm like, I want to be a mentor in my workplace, not just a manager. I want to see you thrive and flourish. And so these are really good things. And I think for our audience, and for people who are gonna be listening all over the world, I think this is a good moment for them to say, okay, I need to kind of check how I'm leading in the workplace. And because I will say, there's a lot of people leaving. We're in the middle of the great resignation. You've probably heard about that. And whether that's people retiring because they're older, but there's also a lot of young people who are like, see ya. And whether it's quiet or it's very apparent, they're leaving. I haven't heard that the great resignation. It's called the great resignation, <laughs> and it's happening, and it's happening, and we're in it, and we're seeing more and more people leaving corporate workplaces and doing their own thing. And so we've got a lot of places that are looking for for workers. So I appreciate that. I, I have a lot of takeaways that I'm that I'm that I've heard you say.
1: Season eight is all about getting to know you, the See Here Love community. Here are four ways to connect. Number one, watch See Here Love anytime and anywhere on YouTube and Castle Media. Number two, listen to the See Here Love podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Number three, engage by visiting seeherelove.com or my personal favorite, follow at seeherelove on Instagram. Finally, number four, give to See Here Love and Crossroads by visiting seeherelove.com/give.
0: Hey everybody, it's Melinda, Krista, Alita, and join us on our first ever See, Here Love four-part series on a conversation about the book of Philippians. And we're going to learn amazing things like living in community, what it looks like to live a generous life, living with confidence, and living out your faith. So grab your girlfriends, download our study guide on seeherelove.com and join us on Yes TV, Spotify, YouTube and on our social media platforms. Grab your girlfriends and we can't wait for you to join us soon. I wasn't always a TV host and executive producer, and I didn't always have a platform for my voice. And if it weren't for courageous leaders who mentored me, who took a chance on me, who gave me opportunities to lead, who allowed my voice to be heard, who believed in the gifts and passion God has given me, if it weren't for them, not only would See, Here Love not exist today, but neither would the thousands of diverse voices worldwide who, thanks to your support, are choosing lives of justice, love, kindness, inclusion, and courage. And this is only made possible by viewers, listeners, and supporters like you, leaders like you. Now through TV, podcasts, YouTube, and video streaming, there is no limit to the millennials and so many others we can reach with God's transformative love and the truth that they are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Our community needs you. We need your leadership, your wisdom, your perspective, your voice. We need you. Donate today. Visit seehearlove.com slash give. Let's move into now um, mentoring in your life. So we've got mentoring in the workplace and now overall mentoring. Are you being mentored right now, informally or formally, all three of you? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. How long have you been mentored or being mentored now?
2: For me, this present mentorship that I'm a part yeah? of, it's been a year and a
0: half. Okay, year and a half, and for you? I, I feel like mentorship is just, Okay. I, I guess less official, so my whole life. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, I love that. Your whole life, a year and a half. And? I was
4: going to say the same as Kristen okay. and Mike. I feel like my
0: whole life I feel that- <laughs> the wrong answer. <laughs> there is no wrong answer here. I trust you. Fully trust you. No micromanaging here. Okay, no. But what I mean is, this is interesting because mentoring is sometimes it's really informal. Sometimes it's very formal on how we do things. And so this is really insightful as you say this. So let's just talk about mentoring in your life. What are the issues that you, okay, because I think this is really important for me to hear. What are issues that you want mentoring for? As young women, what are issues you want mentoring for? everything,
3: (laughs) (laughs) motherhood, how to be a wife, how to be a woman in the workforce, how to drive my car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, that's that one. How to drive my car. Oh my goodness, I love that. Everything. Okay, okay, I think I can do a few of those. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I think for me, definitely
2: learning how to be a good wife, because at least for me, it's like, I'm not a seasoned pro. So there are tons of times where I've asked my mentor, like, hey, this happened. Is that weird? <laughs> I This irritated me, like, should it have irritated me? And more times than not, she's able, because we have the relational currency, she can come into it and be like. Well, here's what I, I've done in the past, and maybe try this. And it's actually in my marriage helped me become much softer and a better listener. And then also, yeah, in the workplace, just learning how to be a strong woman in the workplace without um, being too harsh or too like large and in charge, and being a kind of like a quiet leader. And um, being a godly leader, because I work in a church, and so it's really important that I implement, you know, those spiritual disciplines in my life. Um, for how can I honor God and honor my yeah. employer? It's good, awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, ditto.
4: Even the driving.
2: Um.
0: <laughs> That's gonna be a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to who wants to mentor them in driving? Yeah. Oh, I got one here. Okay, I got one too. Okay. <laughs>
4: Yeah. I mean, I'm a mom and um, I would, I just would love to learn from someone who's further along with me than me with my kids and and marriage and just life with Jesus. I think
0: it's great Mm. to learn from people who are further ahead in any area. So. It's really good. Question for you then. Do you need to have a mentor that has all the answers? No. Okay. That's such a setup question for a lot of these women out here. (laughs) Because I know there are some women out here like, oh my goodness, those are a lot of issues you guys have and I don't know if I can actually mentor you in that. Okay, and that's just really honest. So when you're looking for a mentor, do they need to have all the answers, they need to have their life perfectly in order to mentor you? No. Okay, is that like a resounding no across? Are you guys like maybe, no? Well, like no, because like if we want,
3: okay, so if we want an answer to a question, we just have to Google it. (laughs) Remember, I didn't grow up with Google. Like, lucky you. Like, people have thought through the answers. And so, you know, you don't just have one answer. You have well-thought-out answers. Like, they build apps around your, like, if I, I want to ask, like, how do I feed my kids? Like, it's going to be a well, like, more refined answer than mm-hmm. if I'm sitting with a mentor. Right, right. Not in a bad sense, but I think it's an encouraging sense. Like, the mentor doesn't have to have the perfect answer. It, it's just coming out of their experience. It's coming out what, what have they... Failed at? What have they done well at Mm. instead of like the well
2: articulated thing? That's good. Yeah, and I think it, when I kind of look at women in my life who I think, oh, I should maybe ask them if they want to mentor me, I try to look at women who are a few years ahead of me, who I look at and go, if I was anything like them when I'm their age, I'd be really happy. And so to kind of look at a woman who I, not to put in a you know, higher spot or whatever, but just go like, yeah, if I ended up being like them, that'd be okay. I want to learn from them and maybe find someone who does things differently than you mm-hmm. so you can learn a different approach. And that's been really impactful for me with my mentorship.
0: It's great. It's good.
2: Yeah I don't think we're
4: looking for someone who has all the answers. I think please don't give us the pat answers because I think like we're tired of hearing that. I don't know for me anyway. I just want someone who's authentic and um, integral and consistent I think in my life. That's really huge.
0: You know that is so good. What a relief. Thank goodness because I think one of the challenges you know and we're going to be talking to women who mentor in like our next show but I think there are a lot of women who don't mentor because they're too afraid they don't have the answers for you. They're too afraid that maybe they wouldn't be a great mentor because yeah, they haven't lived a great life or that they're, they're messing up or all those things. So when you say that, it's just like, you don't want the pat answers. You just want somebody to be with you, to, to share you know, the real life, authentic, raw experience. Is that it? Yeah. I think we can all do that. You think so? Okay, I'm literally notice. How I'm looking at the studio, and it's like, yes, <laughs> we can all do that. And I think it's, I think it's encouraging because I think to hear uh, what you're saying is, is just really encouraging. It's encouraging to me, you know, because it's not like you're demanding a lot from me, except for the driving. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's kidding. Um, but it's, that's really, you know, it's, it's reassuring, and it's just about me showing up, and just being with you, and doing life together. I love that. Uh, I want to close up with a few things. Just quickly, really short. Advice to me as a Gen Xer, how can I best support you? So I'm a few years, just a few years older, <laughs> just a few. Uh, how can I best support you in your journey as young moms, in the workplace, in your life? What, what would you want from me?
2: That's a very hard question. Yes. Um, I think just treating us as, as the millennial generation um, kind of as equal in the sense of our capabilities and our insight that we might bring. Um, it may be different than yours, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's worse. Um, I mean, a lot of times the older, the wiser, but sometimes we can bring interesting things to the table um, and trusting us in the workplace, especially to do what we say we're gonna do, and champion us, and give us opportunities to prove ourselves. And we might take those opportunities and run with them and do great. And some of us might not, and that's okay. But give us the opportunity to succeed and also to fail. It's good. Excellent.
3: Yeah. I would say um, I think the words compassion. I think um, I think like in our day and age, like it's all about you know what can I get? What can I get out of this or this? And I think like out of the mentor relationship. Um, I think what would be really beneficial is just seeing someone come alongside you and love you just for nothing in return. You know, I think like what's that like the quid pro pro thing or like the thing like you give to get something back. And I think just to have someone listen, like when my mentor sits with me and just listens, like she's asking about my marriage. She's asking about my, and she's listening like that. That's amazing. Like she's loving me just because. Like, she's, she doesn't want anything from me. She just wants to listen,
0: and I think that's... You know. It's beautiful. It's not transactional. Yeah. You know, it's actually quite unconditional. Mm-hmm. That we're loving, right? And we're just being present, and we're listening. Listening compassion. It's great. awesome.
4: Yeah, I think the words that are spoken about people really matter. And so I, I've seen a lot of millennials being the butt of jokes or mm-hmm. um, being brushed off. And I think we're all kind of getting tired of that. Like... Call us to more and um, mm. speak the potential over us because we want, to ri- we want something to rise to, um, not something to like settle into and that we're just millennials and
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, I just gotta chill. Call us to rise, call us to more. And that's just not for your generation, it's for my generation, it's for the boomer generation, it's for the next generation past you, call us to more. I think that's really, that really is about mentoring. I'm calling you to more, you know, like more grace and more joy. more forgiveness of yourself and more love, all those things. It's a perfect segue to end. Why Jesus? It's my favorite question to ask. Why do you follow Jesus? And how has he made a difference in your life?
4: Well, for me, I think um, he's met me in the highest highs and the lowest lows of my life. And even as a young girl, when I was like very depressed and feeling very unloved. Um, He really met me and I think that's something that's been an anchor throughout my life and um, something that I feel like lately he's been reminding me of. And I think we all need to be reminded of that, that there's nothing that can separate us from his love. Um, And I think that's an anchor really for life and that I wouldn't want to do life without him. Wow, it's
0: powerful. Thank you, it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, and for me, I think, like, life is hard. (laughs) Like, it's really, really hard, and there's something really powerful about knowing that there is a God who loves you no matter what, even whether it's self-inflicted pain or just life's hard, Um, and that's been something for me. I've been able to see God really, you know, hear my prayers, like, when I'm at my lowest and have him answer me, not always in the way that I want, but... Yeah, God has just made himself really, really obvious to me in my life. So when you're like, why Jesus? I'm like, why not? (laughs) Like for me, not not everyone has had the same experience, but it's like, well, of course, of course he loves me. Like, of course he's there. So I don't really have a spiritual answer, but it's like, I've just really felt um, his presence in my life.
3: I don't know. I think at the end of the day, like, I think we all want to be loved. I think we all want to be known. And the fact that, like, no matter who we are, no matter what we've done to have a father, to have God who sees you through it all and still loves you and still wants to give us unconditional love. And I think um, it's C.S. Lewis who has a theologian in the 20th century. He has this quote where he says, love is not an affectionate feeling, but it's a steady wish in the loved person's ultimate good. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. Like I think in mentorship, you know, we wanna love people just for their good. It's not for about us, it's about them, about loving them. And yeah, the fact that God loves us unconditionally, I think that's beautiful.
0: You all three are beautiful. I honestly, It's a good moment. It's a good moment to sit and listen. I need to listen more and I think a lot of us need in mentoring is to listen because we learn so much more when we listen. So I hope our studio audience gets it and I think I did that wow we need to really trust you, show compassion, be present with you and listen, just be there for you, not pigeonhole you and clump you all into one big millennial generation and this is who you are. But I'm, I'm hopeful for you. I'm excited for you. And I hope you get a sense that we will be champions of you and know, too, that you are seen, heard, and loved by God. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes, please. Woo. And to you are, Our listener and viewer, thank you for joining us here in uh, the Leverage Women's Conference. I hope that this inspired you. I hope that Allison, Erica, and Kristen inspired you to go and mentor and to be present. Uh, If you want any information about them and this conference and mentoring, go to seeherelove.com. And I just told them, as always, no. As you go about life, as you work hard, as you mentor, as you try to drive your car, no. That you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for listening to "See Here, Love" the podcast with Melinda Esther Brooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See Here Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.